We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. We are live here on this Friday here on this game day Eve, taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I see Brendan, Travis, uh, Travi, Dre, Stephen Boardwell Jr., Noah Johns, Todd Smith. What's going on? Also those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, very excited here on this game day Eve as we get ready for kickoff. Tomorrow night, Gamecocks taking on the Texas A&M Aggies under the lights at williams Bryce Stadium. John, no, it is not the rooster cut, my guy, but the mullet is alive and well. Just got the cut yesterday afternoon, and I felt like, you know what? I was about to throw the hat on. I was like, you know what? Shout out my guy, Jay, my barber here in Anderson, South Carolina. My guy, Jay, you know who you are. Uh, appreciate all the fine work he does. I go there about every two or three weeks. He keeps me looking fresh, keeps the beard in check. So, again, I appreciate Jay wanting to show off the cut. Either way, John, I promise you, because John seems to be really concerned about my hair these days, the day that the mullet is you will know. All right? You know. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing well. What's up? I got a couple questions for you regarding this A&M game. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you feeling? Well, I picked this to win, so I'm pretty confident. Um, I mean, I'd say I'm probably a 7 out of 10. I mean, I feel pretty confident. Night game at home, man, I just against a team like A&M that's questionable at a lot of positions. And, I mean, I think they're really beatable. I mean, I, I, I don't think – I don't – I'm trying to not let history dictate what I think is going to happen in this game. And I look at this 2022 A&M team, and I just honestly don't think they're that good, man. I, I'm, I may be eating my words. I think they're very talented, but, you know, you're not playing the recruiting ranking. You're playing who they are as a football team. And, you know, you, you've got a team coming in limping at quarterback. And I, I think it's a game you should win. I, I really do. So – I'm confident. I, I know it could go sideways, right? I felt this way going into Gamecock games, and it not went how I expected. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fairly confident, man. I mean, all you can ask for is to, in this type of scenario, have a team on your home field of the lights, you know, in front of a sellout crowd. I mean, what more could you want? Everything's lined up. Um, 
So if the Gamecocks don't win, it won't be because they weren't in a good position to do so. It'll be because they just did not play well. So I completely agree. Um, we have had success coming off the bye week in history, but do you think we would have more momentum with no bye week right off the win against Kentucky, or do you like the bye week? I mean, I think there's pros and cons to both. Um, you know, not not to change sports or uh, – you know, change teams, anything like that. But, for example, I think the Atlanta Braves having the time off they have between winning the division and then going to the playoffs, I think that hurt them. You know what I mean? I think time off can hurt. But, uh, you know, in football, I think it's, a, you know, you get guys back, like Shane Beamer mentioned last night, you know, Boogie Huntley's going to be good to go. Christian Bill Smith's going to be good to go. So, in that standpoint, in that regard, I think certainly, you know, getting those guys back from injury is nothing but a positive. Um, I guess we really won't know the answer to that question until tomorrow night, right? Uh, so how much does it help you? Does it hurt you at all? And then both teams have a bye week. So uh, I think there's pros and cons to it. But you'd like to think, like you mentioned, man, the Gamecocks, here's a fun stat for you. I think it's since 2000, either 9 or 10, Carolina is 14-2 and two coming off the bye or coming off the open date, if you will. And as we know, in the Shane Beamer era, the Gamecocks are 5-0 and oh when they've got extra time to get ready. Now, granted, you look at some of the competition for those, understandable, but still – Still, those are positive trends going your way. So, um, I think when you've got extra time to get ready for an opponent, you take it, though. I, I don't think you ever turn that down, especially in the game of football where, again, rest and recovery is such a big part of it. I agree. Last question I got for you. Um, I just finished your podcast, and you said you don't want Spencer Rattler to be a game manager. What Do you think there's a number on his passing yards or incompletions that if we hit that number – it's a win. I mean, I think if he goes 250-plus, I think we win the game. Um, I mean, I think they want to be balanced. And, and when I said that, too, obviously I said that on the podcast, and I more so, I think, mean, I, I just don't want him being put in that box. You know what I mean? I, I don't want for the rest of the season just I, – I don't want to people to feel like I'm, like, writing him off because I feel like that's what you're doing when you say, well, he's a game manager. You're basically saying that he's not capable of going out there and winning the football game for you. I think he very well is. You know what I mean? Like – I don't want it to turn into a situation where we just lose all faith and confidence. And it's like, well, the only way we're going to win a game uh, is if we run for 250 or 300 and Spencer Rattler just don't lose it for us. I think he's more than capable of, uh, of winning the game. I think he's more than capable of winning the game. Right. So, um, you know, I, I just don't want to fall into this trap of, of putting him in that box. You know, again, the good news is, right, he doesn't have to be Superman. I mean, I, I don't want to be in a situation where he's just got to do it all right. You want to have balance. Uh, it's you know there's ten other guys around him that have got to play well also but yeah I think if he throws for God I'd even be willing to say if he throws for two twenty five plus I, I think we've got a really really good shot because you look at Texas A and M and while their defense has done a good job in regards to limiting points they've been stingy eighteen points per game they're giving up hundred and eighty nine yards per game and it's those type of numbers going into Kentucky that I ignored. And I sided more so with the history than I did with what the numbers were just blatantly saying. I'm just not doing that again. And I might be wrong and it might burn me, but I'm just going into this game. There are statistics that back up that South Carolina should have success. They should have success running the football. Now, are they going to run for 190? I'm not going to say that. But Marshawn Lloyd should be able to have a successful night. And in turn, I think Spencer Rattler, there should be some things there. Now, granted, again, Texas a with a lot of talent in that secondary. But, yeah, if he throws for 225-plus, I think enough of a run game will be there to probably hit 400 yards of offense. And if you do that, you're going to win the football game. No doubt. 
100% agree. Uh, A&M's backup running back has 39 yards on the year. So, we shut down that starter. I think that's an easy win for us, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, I think you just got to limit him. I mean, he's going to get his yards. It's kind of like Rodriguez. He's going to – you know, A-Chain's going to get his, right? He's a good player. Uh, I, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he went over 100. But you just can't let him gash you play after play. And it's like with Rodriguez, I was almost kind of surprised at his rushing numbers. Like, he, he had an okay game. But we didn't let him get that explosive playoff, right? Like, we held him in check for the majority of the night. And, um, you know, we won first down. I thought we got them in some obvious passing situations. And, I mean, I know you said you just listened to the podcast. You certainly probably heard me say that I think that's a major key in this game is winning first down, getting them in those ob- obvious passing situations. You do that, I think you got the guys on the edge that can make make life hell for Haynes King or whoever the heck's under quarterback, under center, if you will. So, um you know, A-Chain's going to get his, but like you mentioned, it's just holding him in check. But, yeah, if you slow him down, I think you you slow down A&M as a whole. And, again, that – that uh, you know, it's it's cliche, as I've said before, but it's cliche because it's true. In this game, you run the ball, you stop the run. Win at the point of attack, you win the line of scrimmage. You're going to win this football game. 100% agree. Talked by 90. I appreciate you taking my call. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. appreciate you tuning in the podcast as well, my friend. Have a great Friday. <laughs> Yeah, thank you to that. That's a great way to start the show. Great call. Uh, guys, before we roll any further, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks because the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS. You're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with our friends at Prize Picks. And guys, I know you guys are betting on spreads, totals, futures, what have you. But there's tons of money to be made with our friends over at Prize Picks. You can play anything college sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, you name it, they got it. Again, that's Prize Picks. Go download the app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. I'm seeing a lot of comments, by the way, about the cut. This isn't really much different than what I normally get. You guys just don't normally see it. Um, number one, I love wearing hats. I'm a hat guy. Number two, though, guys, like obviously we sell, we I create and we sell merchandise, right? And so I kind of view myself as somewhat of a, number one, I love rocking my own merch, but number two, I'm sort of a walking billboard or a talking billboard um, on this show. So we're going to have Jake Crane. We're going to have Jake Crane just via audio today. Just via audio. He's going to call in here shortly, I believe. But yeah, I'm normally rocking the hat because I want you guys to see the new hats and the new merch. But I thought, you know what? Got the haircut late yesterday. Why not show the cutoff? Why not? My guy Jay does a fantastic job. So I want to show off the cut. Uh, anyways, guys, I want to continue to hear from you. 843-790-3377. In case you missed it, podcast did drop this morning. And also, my lock of the week predictions out. I got the Gamecocks beating Aiden. Let's go ahead. Jake Crane of Crane and Company as he joins us every single Friday. Jake, what is going on, my friend? How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Just uh, excited to uh, get college football back this weekend. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's great to hear from you. Another exciting weekend upcoming, and certainly it's always exciting when your team gets back into action, and that is the case. For the Gamecocks, South Carolina and A&M in a really, really intriguing game, Jake, and I'm excited to talk to you about. You know, we just had a caller ask this question. I'll pose this to you as someone that has been behind the scenes, obviously on the coaching side of things, been in the locker room. 
Your team comes off of a big win like South Carolina did in beating Kentucky. Would you rather go straight into the next game that next weekend, or would you rather have the bye week? Do you think there's an advantage to one over the other? I think there's pros and cons to both. What's your take on it? Well, I, I, I'm not trying to dodge the, the question. I'll, I'll answer it straight up. But I think it really depends on uh, how beat up your team is. You know, I mean, I, I think it depends on how, you know, physical of a game you have played or maybe you're getting through a three-game stretch uh, that was really, really physical and, and it's basically a triage test. So, you know, in, in scenario one, if you are beat up and you are coming off that big, uh, you know, uh, close win or, or big physically taxing win in a big game and you're really beat up, the bye week, you know, you, you kind of welcome it, welcome it with open arms. Uh, but especially if it's earlier in the year, and, you know, you're not that beat up and you, you may have just turned the corner a little bit or you may have been playing well, and this is just another example of that, uh, then you don't want it. But uh, if everything's fair, I, I would much rather play the next weekend. Okay. Yeah, and I know for South Carolina, you look, you know, they're getting Christian Bill Smith back, one of their running backs. Alex Huntley, a big guy on the inside of defensive line, so you figured that helps them out on the inside there as well. Mm -hmm. um but certainly I agree with you I think there's pros and cons you know not to change sports but I look at the Atlanta Braves and they had extra time off between winning the division and the playoffs and I think it hurt Atlanta personally I'm not trying to make excuses but I think it hurt the Braves a little bit um anyways you look at this game Jake let's first talk Texas A&M how surprised have you been or have you been surprised at all because I feel like what's so interesting Texas A&M has become it's like yearly tradition they're one of those teams that in the preseason Everybody or a lot of folks are really high on. This is the year. They're going to the playoff. And certainly they had all this positive momentum after they secured the number one recruiting class in the country, the best recruiting class of all time. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, they were preseason ranked top 10. People had them in their playoff. I had them picked 10 and 2, which looking back, I now feel silly. Um, where were you at on Texas A&M before the season started? Were you buying all of that Aggie hype going into the year? No, I, I had him at eight and four, going four and four in the SEC, and starting off one and three in the SEC. Uh, mainly because of a couple reasons. One, that they've been recruiting well for a while, but the class they signed last year uh, was obviously the best they've ever had. But but that doesn't mean that the next this isn't basketball mm. or baseball. Uh, most of those freshmen aren't going to contribute that much the next year. You have some that will. You have some that'll come on and, and show that they're really good players. It's just math. But most of those kids in the game of football at this high of a level with the schedule that you're going to play, uh, they're not going to be ready to, to give you heavy amounts of time and just go out there and dominate. And then on the other hand, you know, the whole summer, uh, when Max Johnson transferred to a and I was like, he's the best quarterback on the roster, in my opinion. And I know Haynes King, practice All-American, run four or five. Uh, Max doesn't do that. But if you look, I mean, Max threw 27 touchdowns and six interceptions on an LSU team that was an absolute disaster with no offensive line. Uh, and that's why I said eventually he would be the quarterback, and he was, and I hated he broke his hand. And it's not like he came in there with throwing for 500 yards, but he didn't panic like Haynes King and turn the ball over. He wasn't, he wasn't double-clutching uh, guys that are open and then throwing when they're not and throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball or uh, not throwing the check down. So seeing him get hurt, uh, I think hurts them, you know, more for next year than anything. But 
Uh, I was not as high on A&M. Uh, they're going to be really good. I think next year, and I know that's kind of ironic with the question you asked me, <laughs> I think 2023 uh, they have a chance to be really good. But now that Max Johnson was hurt, uh, it had been nice for him to get, you know, four more years in that – or three, uh, you know, five, six more games in that system. Uh, but I think they're going to be pretty good next year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And you look at their issues, and you start, like you mentioned, Jake, at the quarterback position. Max Johnson goes down with an injury – and from there, it's been sort of just all over the place with Haynes King. I, I haven't met many an Aggie that's a huge fan of him, it seems like. They've got this Weigman kid, the five-star. What have you seen from Haynes King, though? And I, I'd ask you this. Isn't it intriguing that for the second straight game, it seems as if South Carolina comes into a ball game with the opponent having questions under center? It feels like a very similar, uh, similar situation we were in just two weeks ago. Yeah, you, you definitely don't want to be playing South Carolina right now. You might as well just, you know, get your second string quarterback ready. I, I don't know what type of voodoo magic that Shane Beamer and them are doing up there uh, in Columbia. We're cooking, but, man. We're cooking. <laughs> yeah, you know, this one, Haynes, is, it is a little bit of a different situation, though, than, than the kid Kentucky put in there. He just, you know, right. wasn't ready. Haynes does have experience, uh, but it is on the road. Uh, you get to control the environment, which is big, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the running element, if, if Haynes King doesn't turn the ball over, uh, this game's going to be close. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like when I look at, at South Carolina, we talked about the inflection point against Kentucky, right? Well, uh, it's moved the inflection point of game back since you won. So uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I think it's going to be a very, very physical game. Uh, but I don't think A&M is a team that can come in there and not play well and win. And I promise you, Jake, we're going to get into your prediction in just a second, but I want to continue talking about the Aggies because uh, it's interesting. You know, we do play Texas A&M every year, but I feel like this is a team that, you know, I, I'm not sure the fan base is quite as familiar with them just because of them being in the West, right? It's not a Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, whatever. Uh, and, and the rivalry, quote-unquote rivalry, uh, the matchup, if you will, still fairly fresh, right? Only eight games in the series. And, of course, we all know Texas A&M has won all eight of them. Devon A. Shane, you look at him, obviously, that's going to be the key for South Carolina defensively is at least slowing yeah. him down. And and like I mentioned, Jake, it's, it's weird to me how many parallels there are and how many comparisons I go back and forth on between this game against A&M and Kentucky. I think A&M is obviously much more talented, but in regards to styles and what these teams want to do, it seems very similar. What do you see, though, from A. Shane? I'll give you an opportunity to just talk about his game. And again, I'm sure you'd agree that's going to be the key for Carolina is just slowing him down tomorrow night. Yeah, he's he's their home run hitter, uh, especially now that, you know, uh, Anias Williams is out for the rest of the year, uh, a guy that was really a, a big downfield threat that could put him in the slot, that could line him up in the backfield. He was Him and him and A-Chain were, were kind of played off each other uh, very well. He's a guy that, that they're going to get many touches to. Uh, he runs through tackles because he has a low center of gravity, but he's unbelievably fast. He runs track as well, uh, and when you see him run, you know why. The thing you got to do with A-Chain, though, is you got to shut him down before he gets started. You can't let him get the corners. You can't let him have open lanes where he can get a full head of steam. You never want to have open lanes anyway, but there's a difference between Quinshawn Judkins hitting an open lane and Devin A-Chain hitting an open lane, or Chris Rodriguez hitting an open lane and Devin A-Chain hitting an open lane. Devin, Devin A-Chain can go 80 yards in the blink of an eye. He's one of the fastest players you're going to see in pads with a ball in his hand. So you got to stop him, number one. You can't let Haynes King beat you with his feet because if he's able to beat you with his feet, it's going to open up a lot of things in the RPO game that Jimbo's trying to lean into 
especially with Haynes. That's one of the main reasons he wanted to go with him uh, was because of his ability to run, which, which obviously, you know, lends to big plays in the RPO and puts a lot of pressure on the nickel who has to defend the slot on that slant or, or be able to come up and make a play if Haynes pulls it. So uh, those are the two things. A&M up front, is, they're good up front. Uh, they're good enough to be able to, once they get cooking, uh, get into rhythm and, and be able to do some th- things and uh, set up the play action. But again, for A&M, it's, it's still been explosive plays. I mean, you, you make them go eight to ten plays to drive. They struggle in the red zone. Uh, they struggle pushing the ball down the field on early downs uh, when they're not in their uh, when they're in their uh, their own territory. Uh, so the formula is very uh, similar to Kentucky. Yeah, Texas A&M has a few more weapons, and, and they're a little bit better up front. Similar to A&M, Jake, I see South Carolina wanting to lean on the run game. Marshawn Lloyd obviously becoming the focal point of this offense. And, you know, what's so interesting, Jake, I mean, you look at Texas A&M averaging giving up 189 yards per game. Uh, I I think you could argue this game might might come down to which quarterback just makes fewer mistakes, right? Because I'm not sure they're going to ask. Either one's going to be asked to do a ton, but uh, when they are – Who's going to make plays? I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, Jake, but a huge, huge game for Spencer Rattler. You know, I talked over the summer. I thought he would have a game or two where he put this team on his right shoulder and put the team on his back. And we'd be looking after the games over and say, man, how about that Spencer Rattler? You know, he put the team on his back and led us to victory. I don't know if this is the ball game, but for a guy that's been turnover prone this year, it is paramount seven have one of his better games of the season. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you, you don't always have to be Batman. Sometimes it's better if you're Robin. And, and you know you want the quarterback to lead. He touches the ball every play. You know, he understands what everybody has to do. But you got to lean on, on your running back core. you got to lean on Marshawn Lloyd to be able to run through tackles and, and lean forward on that third and three and get it. Uh, but another thing you have to do is you got to be smart enough to understand you never go broke making a profit, uh, being able to, to use the modified run, throw the check down, Throw the check down on first down if it's not there, even off play action. Hit that tight end on the arrow router in the flat and get it in the second and six. You don't have to go in there and be a hero every single play. You don't have to come in and prove anything to anybody. We're far enough in the season where you know the flow of the offense. You know who can do what. You know which side protects better. Uh, and then you can't leave the pocket too early. Uh, you, you can't you know put, put your tackles in a position where if you have a pocket to be able to step up into, you get a little nervous and run out of, and then all of a sudden it's a holding call, and you're in second and 20. So as long as he just understands you can go broke, not making a profit, you're going to run the pass this game, and second and six, and even second and seven is a good down to be in because the goal is to get into third and two. Because you get into third and two, then the whole Waffle House menu is open, and you can get the hash round smothered, covered, fried, and all types of stuff. Jake, this number may have changed from earlier in the week, but I saw first half over under 23. Is there an easier bet this college football season than taking the under? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in there's things that are too good enough to be true. Right. Uh, but, you know, three touchdowns and a field goal through 30 minutes from what we've seen. And, and I think it's a little bit of a credit. These defenses are going to come out hot in this right, game now. Right. Uh, make no mistake, I'd be very surprised, not saying it couldn't happen, if all of a sudden, you know, uh, A&M just drives it down there, first drive, touchdown, or South Carolina drives it down there with keys, touchdown. It's going to come down to the red zone a lot, but that's what you get paid to do as a right. play caller. You don't get paid to move the ball in between the 20s. You get paid to put the ball in that big rectangle with the word painted in it. 
Very good point. Very good point. And, you know, you look at both these teams struggle to come out of the gate as well. That's one of the reasons I, I think it probably will be until we see something different. I don't know how you could pick that it'll it'll go any differently than it has with both teams getting off to slow starts and sort of feeling each other out early. And I wouldn't be surprised, Jake, if this is a 10 to 7, 7 to 3. I'm not even joking. I, I think it could be that type of game early on, at least. Uh, and then these two teams kind of pick it up in the second half, make their adjustments, if you will. You know, I, I put a lot of it's fun over the preseason, Jake, to put games in boxes as we talked about the inflection point against Kentucky, the swing game against Arkansas. I labeled Missouri as the most important, the game you had to win to have a successful year. I don't exactly know what box you put this game in. Like you mentioned, now the inflection point. As you continue to win, right, that inflection point moves. But uh, I, I don't know exactly which box I'd put this game in, but this is a big one because I, I think you look at – the, the history of this series, you've never beaten Texas A&M, obviously. I think this is your most, your most winnable opportunity against the Aggies. And it's just one that on your home field at night, I feel like it's a game you should win, Jake. I, am I crazy? I haven't even picked the Gamecocks to get the W. Like, I just I feel like when you look at the deficiencies of Texas A&M, you look at their problem areas, you know, I, I let the history kind of rule my thinking going into Kentucky, and I ignored the numbers. I'm choosing not to do that going into this game. I feel like it's a coin flip, and on your home field at night in front of a sold-out environment, I think it's a game that the Gamecocks should expect to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pick em. I, I mean, I think it's a true pick em. I, I think there's a lot of similarities, you know, like we were talking about earlier in these teams from an identity standpoint. Uh, it's just going to come down to who, who doesn't reach for it too far, who doesn't try and do too much while doing the most they can, which is always the hardest. But, no, I mean, I don't think that's crazy to think at all. I mean, you would think and if everything's even, home field advantage bumps it toward the home side, and, and I would agree with that. Uh, the one thing you do worry about, and I always used to worry about this in coaching, when you played a team that has played basically the same the whole year, you know, when you look at A&M and really South Carolina, a lot of the games have been similar. But, like, mm -hmm. there's been a, a consistent theme or storyline in how these teams play. But there's always that one game we, where some they just freak out and, and play good and then look like themselves the rest of the year. Will that be South Carolina? Will that be uh, A&M? I don't know, but it always used to worry me. It's like there's that one, maybe two games of the year where they really put it together, uh, and, and you're like, wow, you know, I, I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, I feel like one of, either one of these teams could do that. That's what makes it so interesting to me. But both of these teams could play the same way they've played all year, and it could go exactly like we think it's going to. With that being said, Jake, I can't get you out of here without asking about a pick. What, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it, it, this is, I agree, this is one of the toughest picks, I think, to make at this point because, you know, you look at potential versus what you've seen on the field, and there's a lot left to be desired on both sides. Gamecocks have won three in a row. A&M has lost two in a row, but their last game was in Tuscaloosa. Four-point loss. Could have beaten Alabama on the last play, but that was without Bryce Young. So how much stock do you put into that? What's your feel on this game? Man, this one just smells like overtime to me. It just absolutely it smells like a three overtime game doesn't it oh. like we haven't really had that one yet this year you know like outside of the first week there was three or four games that went them all flow overtime so we really haven't seen that a lot this year it's bound to happen it's like roulette sometimes it's just going to land on the green zero man i i think this game 
goes goes to overtime, maybe multiple overtimes, uh, and I think A and M kicks a field goal to win it. I laugh because Gamecock Nation is already on edge. So an overtime game, my goodness, my goodness, it will be. I think this could end up being like first, and I'm not saying like a shootout. Like I'm not saying it's going to be like a, a, a great game like that, but just a good old fashioned SEC football game that goes into overtime. It just, it just feels like it, man. I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, I no. I... 430 in the morning. Maybe, hey. maybe I... that's just that many days in a row. Of doing it. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm I, I think it is a very close competitive game. I mean, I got 22 to 20, so I've got a little bit of an off the wall score. I think a touchdown. Two, I don't think that's crazy two, at all. I don't think. This, yeah. I was gonna this say, could be a couple crooked numbers, man. Yeah, I was going to say two touchdowns for South Carolina, one of them with a failed two-point conversion, and then three field goals. That's how I got to 22. So I want people to know I didn't just pull that number out of my rear end. I, I actually did. Well, like, you, went, you went deep. You went yeah. deep into the matrix <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be a weird game. I, I think when you've got two teams that have been sort of mirror images of each other and, are still kind of trying to figure themselves. I, I think there's going to be some weird thing. And, and I'll tell you, yeah, Jake, well, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was, well, gonna, I was, I was going to say okay. that it's, that's one of the things I love about college football is that I was watching the NFL on Sunday and I was like, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Or I was watching the Monday night game even. I was just like, you know, it's fun that the NFL, like it's the best of the best and they play the game so efficiently, but college, it's the madness that makes it so awesome. So, like, I think this will be one of those games. Where oh, it's just yeah. like there yeah. will be things that happen that are beyond comprehension. It's a totally different game. <laughs> right. It's a totally different game within yeah. the same sport. Uh, I will say this, though, Chris, before I leave. Remember, if it's even pretty even on offense and it's pretty even on defense, there's one phase that's left out there. Special teams. Do not be surprised if this game comes down to a couple special teams plays or somebody steals seven points. We've seen – uh, South Carolina block a ton of punts. A&M's got athletes enough to do some stuff, and A-Chain does do some returning as well. So don't be shocked if special teams decides this one. Beamer ball to the moon. Hey, I'll take that. I feel confident that's what it comes down to. Jake, final thing before I get yeah. you out of here, I'll just give you an opportunity to talk about the slate of games this week. And I know we got a couple of SEC teams on by. I, I think the most intriguing game, though, or one of the most intriguing, the lsu Ole Miss game. Um, oh, is, yeah. is a really, really unique one. Just talk about what you like this weekend on the slate. Oh, man, it's, it's another good slate. I mean, you know, LSU and Ole Miss has huge implications for the SEC West. Both of those teams still get to host Alabama, uh, and, and whoever wins this one would have a chance to clinch the SEC West uh, when, when they host Alabama as well if they're able to handle business. So this one has huge implications. I, I like LSU in this game. Uh, I, I think Jaden Daniels finally pushing the ball down the field against Florida last week uh, has kind of unlocked a little bit of that offense. He has to do that again. Are they going to have to win ugly? It's at night. It's in Baton Rouge. Ole Miss is a lot different team than what we've seen from Lane Kiffin. Typically, they're throwing around the yard, uh, surprise them with the run. Not true air raid, but really pass the run. This year, they are a true run to pass. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, Zach Evans, uh, what they're able to do out of the backfield, Jackson Dart even as a runner, uh, they do present some problems. But we, if you make them one-dimensional, they don't have the normal wide receiver stars that they've had in the past, even though Mingo's the dog. Uh, UCLA at Oregon, I love what UCLA is doing. They're pitching back backwards in the Pac-12, which means they're actually a physical team in the Pac-12. That They're playing like Utah plays. Uh, and it's funny, you know, I, I called them on the show this morning. Uh, I kind of compared it to in the Big 12 last year. 
uh, what Oklahoma State and Baylor did. That they, they, you know, were the most physical teams. They flipped that conference upside down by being physical. I, I like what UCLA has done. I love Charbonnet. Syracuse and Clemson, I think it may be a little closer than what people think. I, I don't see Clemson losing that game, though. They have such an advantage up front. And Syracuse, you know, again, I mean, they, they've caught in a lot of breaks, let's put it that way, but they are undefeated. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, it's a great slate. Um, we got a bunch of uh, games around the country. Uh, you know, going to be very interested to see how it goes in the Big Ten outside of, you know, not watching Iowa score a touchdown against Ohio State, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, though, Jake. You talk about all those games. And it just makes me think, though, like uh, how good the slate was last weekend. Where it was like we, we really, oh, yeah. we look, really look, got spoiled know, every, last every weekend. Every slate man. isn't created equal. Right, it was just right, right. An absolute mammoth slate last weekend. And that was with Arkansas and BYU uh, not being really relevant uh, yeah. anymore this year. And, and because before the year, we penciled that game as, you know, that could be a huge moment in college mm. football. Yeah, but it's but it's Saturdays like these, like tomorrow, that maybe you're a little bit under the radar where sometimes the most madness does happen. So should be a lot of fun. Man. Well, look, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a college football addict, so yeah. I'm like I'm as excited about tomorrow <laughs> as I was last week. So yeah, it, oh, yeah. As, as I was. Week hey, zero, we we get FIU play Western Kentucky. Yeah, we get excited for Cupcake Saturday. Oh, by the way, one last thing, dude. What happened to your South Alabama boys last night, man? Man, I mean, why, Chris, why do you got to bring this stuff up, man? Um, look, I hated it for them. Uh, you, you don't score oh, a touchdown, man. you don't deserve to win. That's a fact. They weren't able to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, Carter Carter Bradley, who, you know, sounds like a character off some, like, teen drama show. Uh, <laughs> the quarterback there, the transfer, you know, he struggled to push the ball down the field, was missing wide-open guys. The defense played good enough to win. Hmm. You know, and as a defensive guy, sometimes that's all you can ask, but uh, it's still been a really good year, and and then being able to you know play a game in a spot like that, a spotlight like that's great. I apologize leaving you on a sour note, Jake. I promise it's nothing. Personal. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> I'll forgive you at some point today. <laughs> no doubt, Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Check him out every single day. Those guys bring the heat, which is why I love Jake having on this show. Jake, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again next week. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Talk soon. Great stuff. Jake is a legend, man. That was awesome. I, I couldn't help but uh, just kind of needle him a little bit about the, the – which is so funny. I wouldn't normally think to bring up the uh, the South Alabama score, but the fact that they played last night and I saw him tweeting about it and, and I just saw – I think I saw South Alabama like X'd out the T's on campus or something like that because of – it's a rivalry game with Troy. But, uh, yeah, Troy getting the dub. I think it was 10 to 6 was the final. 10 to 6. So, abysmal. Let's see. Uh, John Rice. Topic that needs addressing. Did Rebecca hallucinate when you came to Tennessee? <laughs> I don't think so, but Rebecca, I did see your comments while uh, while Jake was on the line, and I did not have a ponytail. I don't know where that's coming from. I had a mullet. Still got one back here. Still, still back there. Did not have a ponytail, though. Did not have a ponytail. It maybe was a little bit longer, but it was a mullet. It was most certainly not a ponytail, I, I can assure you. Um, I'm surprised I'm not getting – not getting more comments from the uh, the Big Cock Club Discord, the TDC questions, folks. I'm surprised nobody, because I, I feel like for me to go, for me to go no hat, is uh, 
is unique. But anyway, just want to keep you guys on your toes, man. Want to keep you all on your toes. I will say I did get uh, some of the new merchandise in yesterday. Uh, new Beamer Rattler long sleeve. Got the Welcome Home long sleeve. Got the Beamer Ball beanie, which is fire. Um, absolute fire. So, very excited. Very excited to rock it tomorrow. Get back out there, man. Seawells. <laughs> Lexi killing me in the TDC Questions channel. Uh, excited to get out to Seawells Spot 78, guys. We'll be out there no later than 1 o'clock. John, you got to let me know what time you're going to be at Seawells, by the way. Uh, I know on the graphic I said 1 o'clock to kick off. I might get out there sooner because I'm actually going to Columbia today. I think, uh, think we're going to hit the fair tonight. I uh, think I might hit the fair tonight, but I'll be staying overnight in Columbia tonight. So I'll be there tomorrow morning. And, you know, I think the earlier, the better with the fair in town and stuff like that. It's better to just get out there, beat the traffic. I know a lot of folks are getting out there around noon. John says 1230. So I'll probably get out there when you get out there, John. Um, I'll probably get out there around 1230. It'll be no later than one o'clock. I can assure you. Um, might do a little breakfast at Cinnamon Roll Deli, something like that. I've even thought about uh, thought about getting after that. So who knows? Anyways, looking for him, though, man, to getting back into Columbia. Uh, it's been too long. For some reason, it feels like it's just been forever, right? Uh, I guess SC State was the last time, but uh, we haven't had a Saturday. We haven't had a Saturday in Columbia since the Charlotte game. Like, you, th- that's been a while. That's been a while. So, that's been a while. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Very excited today, of course. In case you missed it, I've got the Gamecocks getting the W. And I trust me, folks, I can't believe I'm picking it. Because I literally said over the summer, and I picked this as a blowout, I said I'm not picking Carolina to get the dub over A&M until it happens. And I mean, I, I really did go back and forth all week. I, I think it truly, like Jake said, I think it's the definition of a coin flip game. If you pick A&M, I don't think you're crazy at all. Um, I don't think you're crazy at all. I, I just think, uh, you know, you look at the numbers, and I think there's things that set up well for South Carolina. I, I, I really do. Um, I really do. Lynn Turner, how about an ear warmer headband in regards to merchandise? I have to look into that. We don't have those right now. I'm not sure if my vendor offers that or not, but I can look into it. But, um, you know, I, I, I ignored the numbers going into Kentucky, and I was in a bit of show-me. I'm still in show-me mode, but I was in show-me mode because of the negative trends and negative history. And listen, Carolina is more than capable of losing this football game. They're more than capable of doing so. I, I just look at it, though, again, man. Like, these, these are games you have to win. I, I just, at home, at night, in front of a sold-out crowd, I understand the the crowd doesn't play the game. I, I totally get it. I, I know the crowd doesn't. We, and I've seen, I've been to Willie B. I've been to Willie B and, and seen the Gamecocks lose games like this that are hyped up in front of a big crowd. You know, the crowd hasn't mattered in a lot of instances. You just feel like, though, man, like, you got to have this one. This, like, to me, it's a more forgivable sin losing at Florida than it is losing at home to AM. Right now, with this AM team, with this AM team, Rebecca, by the way, I don't know if you realize this. I get my hair cut like every two weeks. <laughs> I don't just like never get haircuts. So. Just let me throw that out there. 
And Travis is a lifelong Gamecock. We have all seen this story too. I, you know, I understand that, Travis. I, I just, I guess I just, and I know I've done it. I know I've done it and I'll do it again. But like, I just hate going into games, letting past history dictate my thoughts on, like this game tomorrow night is its own game. It's its own game, you know? The past has nothing to do with this game. Nothing. 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 Now, with that being said, I, I'm not, I will not knock anybody for coming to this game with conservative expectations. Absolutely not. But, man, I just get tired of that. I get tired of it. I, I really do. I get tired of doing that. So, you know, I, I, I just, I've seen nothing out of A&M. I've seen nothing out of A&M. I, I just, I really haven't. I, I really haven't. So, I've just seen nothing out of A&M. Travis Lee, Chris, does the fairgrounds burn if Texas A&M comes in and blows us out 44 to 13? I, I don't think they'll burn, but it'll be a sad bunch of Gamecocks for sure. It'll be a sad bunch of Gamecocks, no doubt. Anyways, guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into a quick break. On the other side, though, I want to hear from you. Phone lines are open. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here on this Friday, TGIF, indeed. Oh, slap dicks going to slap dick. Slap dicks on a Friday. There's just something about saying pipe down, pipe down slap dick that makes me feel good inside. It really does. I love it. I, I love it. I genuinely do. I love it. I love it. Somebody said, my prediction, I'll be drunk by 1.30. Believe it or not, Lance, Lance Latte's player did not say that. Somebody else. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone line. Call from Cam Smith. Cam, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Chris. How are you, How you doing, bud? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Don't want to put a damper on anything you're saying. I don't. I have that feeling of optimism, cautious optimism, like I did against Kentucky. Uh, Texas A&M, until we actually beat them, I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable playing them. It doesn't matter when it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 have to prove that we can finally beat those guys. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing a lot of optimism, which I'm I'm grateful for, and I like it. I like the buzz around the program. But you got to remember, uh, we it's, it's still one game at a time, mm-hmm. and that and looking forward and getting to seven and two, you can't do that as a Carolina fan because this, we've seen this movie before, and it never ends well. <laughs> so that's I hate to say that, and I hate to be that guy, but until until they show me that they on a consistent basis can just beat flat whip people, um, I mean I'm I'm thankful for where we are now, 
I'm thankful for where we're gonna be. But as far as this year goes, I'm just kind of it's kind of I'm kind of in show me mode. Yeah. And you know, I'm I, I like where we are, but I mean, it's still and Spencer Rattler has still not had the game of his life as a care as a gamecock yet. So I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. I'm just hoping that I'm hoping that you know we can. I'm hoping we can pull it out and beat everybody else on the schedule. But at the same time, one game at a time, guys. One game at a time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that's well said, Cam. I, I don't blame you at all. I mean, I was in the same boat going into Kentucky. I, I just I, – I don't know. I don't know. I, I My gut did tell me to pick Carolina to beat Kentucky, and I didn't listen to it. My gut's telling me the same thing again with the right. same game, and so I'm going to just rock with it. But, listen, I, I think you have a very, very fair point, and it's kind of like until you beat this opponent, it's really hard to wrap your brain around that we'll do it. Um, and, and I, you know, listen, I've picked the win, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me to say, see A&M win. Um, I hope I'm not sitting there about 11 o'clock tomorrow night saying, well, there's the same old Gamecocks. There's the Gamecocks being the Gamecocks again. Uh-huh. I mean, I hope I'm not. You know what I mean? I mean, is it possible? Yes. But um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I look at A&M and I look at the matchups within the game and I'm just, I, I don't know, man. I, the game, again, being at home at night, too. Like, I, I just – I think this is one you need to expect to win. Bottom line. I, you need to expect no, to win. No, I'm with you. So. I, I, think, I think we should. But, again, you know, we should have beat – when was it that the Shaw and all those, we went up to Tennessee and they were absolutely horrible and we lost that game and it kind of took us out of the SEC East, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, oh, yeah. Would it could have, should have. Yeah. just that's, – that's kind of – kind of where i am with them sometimes but i mean we're trauma bonded it's a trauma response and i call it trauma bonded to the game god and you know it's just kind of like we're, we're sitting in a place now and it's like okay you got it right in front of you to win guys you got to go win it and i look forward to it i hope we win it i appreciate you and appreciate the show brother yeah cam i appreciate it man great insight as always thank you so much for the call uh no listen really good stuff really good stuff and i i, I mean i'm not gonna sit here and say you're crazy if you're picking a loss like no i think you're 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 I understand it completely. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Hey, I get being in show me mode. And again, I, I think it's a, listen, I'm, I'm picking a W, right? I'm picking a W, but I, I'm not attached to the thought that, oh, there's just no way we can lose this game. Like we most certainly can lose this game. I think we absolutely can lose this game. Um, I think this is truly a coin flip game. I think this is truly a coin flip game, no doubt. Um, you know, and we'll see how it plays out. But I, you know, I, I'm going on the record picking the dub, obviously. So uh, again, appreciate the call, appreciate the question. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Again, guys, want to say thank y'all for the continued love week. But absolutely incredible. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Jonathan, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on, my friend? Well, I was just uh, calling, you know, I listened to the podcast this morning. I think you said, you know, Satterfield's coaching for his job. I feel like we say that every week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was looking back at kind of where he's been in his coaching career, and he's had some success as an offensive coordinator, which kind of shocked me. Mm -hmm. I know it's a long time ago, but 2007 – at uh, UT Martin, they were 16th nationally at the end of the year. 2009 at Chattanooga, finished the year 11th nationally. Then at Temple in 2013, even though Temple was horrible, 
they averaged almost 400 yards a game. And then after that, he got hired at Tennessee Tech as a head coach. And I guess, I mean, you don't hire a guy as your head coach who's terrible at calling plays. So I guess I'm just curious on your what your thoughts are. Like, what in the heck happened? Well, I mean, I, number one, I'm not surprised that Marcus Satterfield has had success before Carolina because you don't you don't just you don't just get gifted jobs. I mean, you you have to you know have some sort of success to build up to getting a job in the SEC. At least I would like to think so. Um, what's happened? I, I think this is just this is SEC football, and it's and it's a whole different level, right? And so you know, it's not guaranteed success just because you can do it at at uh, Chattanooga or whatever other school, you know, Temple, what have you, that you're going to have massive success at an SEC school. And I, I think it's – listen, it's the toughest toughest conference in the, in the country to win in, and, and uh, you know, it, it will expose you. You know what I mean? So, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I had the answer to that question in regards to, like, exactly what's happened. We'll see what the next six games hold, and we'll see if the second half against Kentucky, again, was sort of a spark and a turning point. But – you know, that, that's one of those things where truly we've all got to see it before we can believe it, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one more thing before I get on here. I don't know if, uh, if you – I know you listened back to edit and everything, but uh, we need to get on the phone with, with, with Blue Wire. They got, they got running ads at the beginning of the show with Dabo Sweeney narrating a, a commercial for Coke. Really? I did not know that. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. And you're the first person yeah. to say something. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that is what you know. I I I don't listen back to the show probably as much as some people would think. Just be, like so, when I edit my own show, I don't edit those ads in there. Blue Wire they inject those ads yeah. themselves, right? So like I I don't hear, and I don't normally go back to hear. Well, what specific ad are they running? I just trust they're running national ads, which Coca Cola would obviously be a national. Ad, so that's a cool thing. I did not know that though. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I had no. It's, it's I'll cool go. It's a national brand, but I hate that it's Dabo. Yeah, that's that's. I did not know that. I'll, I'll go back and listen, and uh, I'll see what we can do. Like, hey, do you? Ha- they've got to have another ad read for Coke they can run that does not have. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I'm surprised you're the first person to say something because that seems pretty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's wild. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Hmm. <laughs> okay then. all right well i appreciate your time man <laughs> yeah man i appreciate it thanks so much for pointing that out appreciate the call right. appreciate the call yep. that did anybody else know that or notice that or or anything did anybody notice that so i mean obviously blue wire um you know injects these ads for us and i don't normally you know i i just trust blue wire hey they're 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 allowing us to or they're they're helping us partner with national brands. Like the fact that Coke is an ad on our podcast is cool. Right? That's a cool thing. I did not know though that Dabo Sweeney was in the ad. <sighs> that hurts. That hurts. Not gonna lie to you guys, that hurts. I did not know that. Uh let's see. Jacob B says, we all blow through the ads on Spotify. Who listens to ads? I mean, listen, guys, I, I don't – I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if the Blue Wire folks would, would hate to hear me say this, but they they know. They're smart enough. I, I don't care if you don't listen. Uh, I don't care if you don't listen to the ads all the way through. Just play the podcast. That's all they care about, downloads. That's it. So – you want to skip through the ads? By all means, do it. Hey, I do it. I do the same whenever I listen. It's very rare that I listen to other podcasts. But when I do, I do the same. 
but the advertisers don't care. They understand the risk they're taking and all that. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. You don't, yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it, that that would be a lot different of a scenario, right? If these if these companies, if if there was a way, like they're like, if this if this time doesn't get played, then we're not, you know, that's not how it works. They're running the ad. It is what it is. Done with it. Um. Anyways, that's wild though. I did not know that. I have to go back and listen. Rebecca, what is it? Rebecca, well, I I see you. What's your good news? What's your go ahead and air it out? What's your good news, Rebecca? What is it, Rebecca? What is it? Is this the Rebecca show, Rebecca? What is it? Spit it out, Rebecca. Spit it out. Type it out. AJ, trying to find some paint, Chris. How can I send the pics to you tomorrow? What paint? I I, I feel like I'm a little lost. I'll be at Seawells if you want to link up. I, I don't know what specifically you're talking about. My sister Jacqueline tuned in from Hawaii on her honeymoon. Love that. Go Cox. Hope you and Cameron are having a great time. I love you. Hope y'all having a lot of fun. Um, M. Colt, funnel cake and kicking the Aggies ass tomorrow. That's what I'm looking forward to. I love it. I love it. Rob Brown, we have to be bullies this game on both sides of the ball. Oh, because he's painting TSUS on his body. Um, how can you get the picks to me? I mean, AJ, if you just want to DM them to me on Instagram, I can save them from there and we can post them. Yeah, just DM me the picks. Or D- DM me after this show and, and I'll exchange or send them to 843-790-3377. You can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, there's many ways you can send them over, AJ. Many ways. Matthew Calvert, what uniforms are we wearing? I've heard rumors. Nothing's confirmed. I've heard rumors that big game Garnet might be making its way out. I Just a rumor, though. Who knows? Who knows? Again, guys, I, I'm very confident tomorrow night. I, I, I really am. I'm very confident. I'm very, very confident. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not of the belief that oh, this is a, you know, this is an unlosable game or whatever. But um, I just, I feel like in a game, like I just feel like you have a coin flip game and it's on your home field at night. I mean, you should be confident. For those that care, Balenciaga has officially cut ties with Kanye West. That just came on my Twitter feed. <laughs> How about it? How about it? Travis says, hope you're right, Chris. I, I'll tell you what. I'll guarantee you this. I can't guarantee you victory, Travis. I can't guarantee you victory. Can't do it. But I can guarantee you it'll be a raucous crowd tomorrow night, and it will be an electric atmosphere at Seawells. Come on out. Seawells. Spot 78. It will be electric. Lattes will be deleted. Stogies will be smoked. By the way, you want to, hey, here you go. You want to know how confident I am? Let me tell you how confident I really am in the game tomorrow night. Our friends, Carolina Cigars, right? Newest business partner, or one of our newest partners. They're going to be at the game tomorrow, okay? They're going to be at the tailgate tomorrow afternoon. 
we will be selling. We will be selling Aggie packs. They're going to be Romeo, uh, Romeo and Juliet stogies. Let me see. Specifically, they're going to be Romeo Toros. I'm going to post the graphic, by the way, later. I could probably actually do it right here for you guys. Since you guys are tuned in, I know this isn't going to be great podcast content for those tuned in the podcast, but uh, just just try to visualize it. You'll probably see it on you'll probably see it on social media here. Let's see. Let me try to get this image pulled up. Here we go. We're going to be selling the Aggie Pack, though. Selling the Aggie Pack, believe it or not. Is there a way? Dang it. Well, I thought I could share it. Lexi Crawford, favorite cigar? Um, Anything Rocky Patel. Anything Rocky Patel, I'm game with. Romeo and Juliet. I'll tell you what, that 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 cat pack I had. I mean, I, I think that it obviously tasted even better because we had just beat in Kentucky, but that that cat pack, that Romeo and Juliet blue label, beautiful. But I'd say Rocky Patel, Romeo and Juliet, Alec Bradley, Gurkha, Macanudo. No free ads, obviously, but, I mean, we're partnering with Carolina Cigar, so it isn't free ads. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I'm going to drop this in the the TDC Questions channel here. Now I can share this. Check this out. This is what the package is going to look like, folks. That's what the package is going to look like. The Aggie pack. And we'll have these packs for sale every game. Every game. Hey, and you know what? If something goes awry and we don't get the dub, well, you'll have the pack anyways. So we'll be selling those tomorrow at the tailgate, believe it or not. We will be selling those at the tailgate. I'm looking forward to getting in a pregame smoke. We'll get a little pregame smoke in with the Carolina Cigars boys. And then, uh, you know, with the game being so late, probably we'll plan on doing after we get the dub tomorrow night, Sunday afternoon. I'll do what I did after Kentucky, Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. I'll, uh, I'll smoke the Aggie pack. So, there you go. That's how confident I am. That's how confident I am. Price on the Aggie pack. I got to ask him. I, I, it won't be more than $10. It won't be more than $10, John. Uh, let me ask them. Let's see. I can actually text him right now. Let's jump to the phone line. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Six. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic on this Friday. TGIF. Um, how are you? I am doing well. Appreciate you asking, man. What's going on? Um, like I said last week during before the before the Kentucky game, right? In order for it, and this goes for any game, right? If you win two of the three facets of the game, you win line of scrimmage, you win the turnover battle, what have you, whatever three facets three facets you want to try to emphasize, right? But if we 
when, in my opinion, because obviously A&M's three and three, so they're honestly not playing very well. So I think if we can somehow win two of the three facets of the game this weekend, we could pull off an upset. And if we pull, if we somehow win all three facets, we will take care of business at home against A&M. If we win all three facets of the ball game, we will beat Texas A&M. I agree. I do agree. But the question is, yes, there's that that, – here's another thing. Also, here's the thing. Yes, we have not beaten them since they joined the SEC, okay? But like I have said before on the airwaves, every now and again a blind squirrel finds a nut, okay? Every now and again a blind squirrel finds a nut and – even though I did pick us to lose by 15, if our quote, if, if our blind squirrel finds their nut, I think we can pull off the upset. Just a cock looking for a nut, Robbie. Good way to summarize our football program. <laughs> Just a bunch of cocks looking for a nut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just realized what I said. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Anywho. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but this is definitely going to be a, at least for me, it's going to be a, for, for, as far as Spencer Rattler goes, this is, gonna, this is definitely going to be a, Show me game, like show me that you deserve to be the starter at this point because you have not played very well. And this, and like I said last week, this back half will hopefully be better than the front half of the schedule. But I still think the score will be 35 to 20 A&M. But if we, if we somehow keep it closer than, if we keep it less, if we keep the, if we keep the deficit less than 10 and we somehow stay in it, I think we can, I think we'll have a, a shot at winning. But like I said yesterday, I don't, I just, until I see us have success against A&M, it's very hard to pick us to win against A&M. Do you agree or disagree with that? I, I think that's very fair. No, listen, I, I mean, I've said it all show that I don't think you're crazy for – and I don't think you're you're negative. Let, let, me, let me say that, too, because there's folks that comment that, you know, get the yeah, – I see Nicholas get the negativity out here and – Listen, I, 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 I don't think it's – a pick is a pick. People get on me like right. when, I, when I picked us to lose to Kentucky. Pick's a pick. It's not negative nor positive. It's just a pick. It can be right, wrong, and different, mm-hmm. whatever, but a pick's a pick. So, I don't think – I think right. this is a game – you know, if you were to go on record and pick us to lose to Charlotte or SC State, well, then I'd label you as crazy. But, like, in a game like this, toss-up, 
there are reasons to justify either side getting the W. I don't think either team has has a real, you know, uh, substantial advantage in this one. I, I, I think you can justify mm-hmm. both sides getting the W. So I, I'm not going to come down on you for picking A&M to win. And, and, and I don't – again, I think as a fan and someone that has no control over the end result – Right. You know, that, that's a funny thing. That's an interesting topic. Fans think they have more control than they do, and they don't. Fans have no control, no no impact, no. none. All Zero. you can really do is make a prediction. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, this is a team you've never beaten that's loaded with talent. And so, when in doubt, and I've talked to some people, when in doubt, go with talent. I, I get that. I, I, I get that way of right. thinking. I do understand it. Um, I, I get that. So, you know, South Carolina has right. got to combat a lot of negative history and, and do something they've never done before. Um, but, you know, I my gut told me that I, I felt like we had a really, really good opportunity to beat Kentucky. But I ignored that and sided with the history. I feel damn near the same way going in this game as I did Kentucky. And I just mm-hmm. think at home at night I'm allowing myself to put the history to the side and side with the Gamecocks. Now, it might backfire on me, and if it does, right. so be it, and I'll learn my lesson, but, um, you know, we'll see. But, no, you're and not, you're not, you're not crazy nor negative for picking A&M to win. I, I don't think so. Right. And, I, and, I've, and, I've, and I've even said this on the show. You do not win any sporting event on paper. Right or wrong? I, that's, that's correct. That is correct, Robbie. Just because A&M is better than us on paper don't mean squat at 7.30 tomorrow night, okay? Whichever team shows up, A&M or South Carolina, whichever team shows up and plays basically mistake-free football for four quarters will win the football game no matter if it's A&M or South Carolina. Somebody has got to win and someone's got to lose. The team that makes the least amount of mistakes and doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, will win the football game. Period. Just because I pick us to lose 35 to 20 does not mean that I really want that to happen. That's just a prediction. I want to wake up tomorrow afternoon thinking to myself, we're going to beat the Aggies tonight and we're going to take care of business. I do it every Saturday for three months out of the year. Rather, if I pick us to lose or if I pick us to win, I do it every every single Saturday during football season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up tomorrow thinking to myself, we have a chance. We have a punch. Like, like with boxing. You got, if, you, if, you, if, a bo- if, a, if a championship boxer goes up against a guy, that absolutely just keeps coming at him, and the guy keeps coming at him. Eventually, the guy that keeps coming at you is going to knock you on your keister, and you're probably going to get knocked out, and you're going to lose, right? Tomorrow night, we need to be that boxer, right? We're fighting for the championship, and we need to be like, we got nothing to lose. We literally have nothing to lose. Keep punching A&M until the game is over, and I can. And I think at some point, at some point in the future, we will beat A&M. I just don't think we're good enough quite yet to do it tomorrow. And I think that's fair. I, I 
think that is fair. Never apologize for being yourself, Robbie. Never apologize for being yourself. I never do, because if people hate me for me being myself, guess what? The problem is with you, not me. So I make sure if somebody hates me, it's their fault, not mine. And shout out to my boss from Jackson, the one that hired me. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday to him. Mr. Brian West, it's his birthday. Happy birthday to him. Love it. Happy birthday, Brian West. But uh, you be careful going to Columbia. Go Gamecock. And I think Clemson plays Syracuse tomorrow. They, they do, yeah. Noon kickoff. Go Syracuse Orange, doggone it. Go Syracuse. All right, buddy. Have a safe trip and leave the dumb stuff to me. Robbie, you're the man. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Yep, take care. Robbie Davis, never disappoint. I mean, just, dude, just a squirrel looking for our nut. Like, I, I, I lost it. I lost it. Normally, I'm able to keep my composure. I couldn't do it. I, I simply could not do it. That's I don't know that I've lost it more than I have. Like I, I think that was the most. Like I normally keep a very like composed face. I, I that I couldn't do it. I'm not sure if this is Austin Greer or somebody else, but it's an Austin texting him. It says Gamecocks win 24 to 17 in a game where the score doesn't show the rock fight it really was. Spencer Rattler makes a key few throws to win the game, and Marshawn Lloyd puts his stamp on the SEC. What is up with – this is what he said. Puts his stamp on the SEC by sucking the life out of A&M with tough running and a time-consuming final drive. Jordan Birch and Pickens with a big game in the trenches. Is my mind in the gutter, or are y'all intentionally just saying things that sound funky? Like, I'm, I'm really not trying to, like, when I read that, I just stop and I'm like, pause, pause, pause. Is it me? Is it me? Come, Austin Greer. I tell you, Austin Greer and Coach Ford should have a podcast. That would be something. That would be something. And then Coach Ford. I got a bone to pick with Coach Ford. I don't even know if I want to pick it. I'd rather just let Coach Ford live on Facebook. But Coach Ford, you bring up, for whatever reason, out of left field, that Georgia Tech has fired their head coach. On one of my posts, what is the point of that post? What are you insinuating? Are you saying that we should fire Beamer? I mean, I just... I, why else would you bring something up like that? Because in Coach Ford's mind, we're 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 throwing a parade because we're four and two. No, we're not throwing a parade. But is it is it not just okay to be happy being four and two? I, I don't care who you play. You we could have played six South Carolina states for all I care. I just like what is the point? I, I just don't know what you're getting at. I still don't know what you're getting at. I still don't know what you were trying to get at. And, and then you and some other fellow, I don't know who it was, but going off about next year and how we're going to be terrible and this, that, whatever. And like, 
Do I think, Coach Ford, we may take a step back next year? We might. I've talked about that over the summer. Yeah, I think we'll probably be better this year than we'll be next year because of the guys we have to replace. But you don't know. Did you think at this point last year we'd have Spencer Rattler as our quarterback? Nobody knew that. And Coach Ford says, just saying they fired midseason over respectable three and three. We're supposed to be happy about four and two with insignificant wins. I, I still am not following you, Coach Ford. What is the point? You're saying a bunch of words without a point. Are you comparing Georgia Tech and Carolina football? I still don't understand what you're what, what, what you're getting at. I, I just I don't understand what you're getting at. Carolina has lost to Arkansas and Georgia. They've beaten the other four teams they've played. I I, I still like I, I'm sorry I'm not following you. I'm not I'm not following you by bringing that up. I'm not following you. I am not following you. It is more than half. It's a discussion forum. And it's a discussion forum, Coach Ford, happy versus fire. So you're insinuating we should be firing. Shane Beamer should be on the hot seat. That's what you're insinuating. That's exactly what you're saying. It's a discussion forum, so let's discuss. You're insinuating that Beamer should be on the hot seat. That's what you're saying. Why else would you bring that up? I love Coach Ford, but sometimes I, I just I, I just think that if Gamecocks football makes you that miserable, you need to find a new hobby. Like I, I just I really do. I I'm looking out for you as a friend. I, I really am. Coach Ford, Georgia Tech losses, Clemson, Central Florida, Ole Miss beat Duke and Pitt. They fired him. Did they, how did last night go? Did they lose to Virginia? Or did they beat them? Just saying we should not be happy with what we have been given. I I just, I think comparing Tech and, and South Carolina is just, I, I don't, I, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, Coach Ford. According to you, we should we should not even be remotely happy for two seconds about beating Kentucky. That should just be like a that that should be like a we should just wash that. Shouldn't even for five seconds be happy about it. And 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 Georgia Tech lost to Central Florida. Like UCF is terrible. They're terrible. Losing to Arkansas and Georgia is not the same. Travi, I hear you. If we let Sat stick around, that's when you look at Beamer. Coach Ford, you'll be far from the only one. It'll be everybody. But I just, I don't understand... 
let let that happen first. Like you're upset at something that hadn't happened yet. I don't know. I'm just saying, let it happen first, man. You get you getting all upset and furious because you're just assuming. I guess Sat's gonna be. I I don't know. I don't know. I I just. I, I don't think I could say anything to or about Coach Ford that would deter him from tuning in because I've said a lot. I, I really do. I genuinely, Coach Ford, appreciate your banter. I do. I, 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 genuine, I genuinely appreciate your banter. And I got a lot of people telling me how good UCF is. Well, I've watched a little bit of UCF, not a lot, admittedly, but I know somebody who's a UCF fan, and they said that UCF was terrible. So I was kind of going with their word, but apparently we got a lot of UCF football watchers in here. Cody Gaskins, the expert. Appreciate you, Cody. Um, anyways. <laughs> Brendan M in the in the Brendan M in the Discord says, Coach Ford. <laughs> here we go. Here, here's some uh Here's some uh, some insight. Coach Ford, a fan of the 623-644 South Carolina Gamecocks, is upset that we are 4-2 and two with losses to the 16th-ranked team and number one-ranked team in the country. And that's when we played them, by the way. But still, that's a good point. I mean, that, 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 that is a good point. That is a good point. By the way, Todd Smith, I see you commenting on a more, on a more important note. Todd. My friends over at Kona Cigars, I'm not sure if you heard me talk about this this uh, yesterday. They hit me up, told me you came in, bought some stogie, sir. Thank you for that. Thank you. G- truly, genuinely, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And Coach Ford, I'm disappointed in our losses. I don't think I'm starry-eyed over our wins either, though. I'm not saying we're a great football team, but you know what? While you're building a program, it's good to accumulate some wins. I think Coach Ford, I, I think the only I think the only way to rationalize your banter, because I, I've never seen a positive comment from you, ever, ever. And I'm not telling you to be sunshine pumping, I'm telling you to be you, but I've but I've never seen any positive commentary from you. I, I think your expectations for Carolina at this point in year two of Beamer are too high. I, I really genuinely think that's what it is. I think that's where it stems from for you. I think that's why you come off as a miserable son of a bitch. I, I, I do, and I say that with love, but you do. Coach Ford, you do. You do. Because if your expectations of this year were to go 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, even if they were 8-4, and four, I think you're pretty content right now because we're literally on pace to do that. We're literally on pace to do that. I mean, if we're 6, let's say we lose to A&M tomorrow. If we beat Mizzou and Vandy, we're six and three. Are you still going to be unhappy? Are you still going to say we haven't beaten anybody worth a shit? I mean, is that still going to be the commentary? <laughs> I mean, at some point, you have to give your team credit for winning. At some point. At some point. Whether they beat six bad teams or seven bad teams, I mean, at some point, would you rather lose those games? I'm just saying. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, if you can't find joy in winning, I I just feel for you. Anyways, guys, more of the banter, more of the commentary. Taking your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in 
to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 as we get situated here in the stew. Appreciate you all tuning in. TGIF, again, I want to say thank you to Jake Crane taking the time to chat on the show as he does each and every single week. Um, Kane Moore texts him. we got a couple of texts. Kane says, hey, Chris, my man, how are you feeling about Spencer turning it around for the second half of the season? Uh, given his growth and comfortability and better O-line play along with the sadder doofus saying we're a run team. I love Lloyd, <clears throat> but what are you thinking? We'll see. I mean, listen, I know he's capable. I think we all know he's he's capable of doing it. Will it happen, though? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, he's capable of doing it. And, um, you know, I, I just – I think more of our concerns lie with Satterfield dialing it up than more of our concerns lie with Satterfield dialing it up than than Spencer Rattler's just overall ability. Uh, That's it. Let's see. We got another text. Austin says, Cock finds a nut and Marshawn sucks the ever-living life out of A&M. Love it. Pause. Pause. Tyler Knoll says, I commented earlier this week, this is the most underwhelming 4-2 and two start I can ever remember in my life being a Gamecock fan. But I'd much rather be 4-2 and two than 2-4 two and four like we could be. A W is a W at the end of the day. Do I think changes need to be made in the offense? Sure. But let the season play out and go from there. Yeah, I mean, dude, whether, I, what, I, I just – and I'm guilty of it too. I, I am guilty of it too. But I think the reason for that is because the expectations were sky high. And, and, and I'm not blaming anybody for having high expectations. But the expectations, we we were, I almost think some folks were expecting the offense to look like Tennessee's does. The expectations were were sky high. And, and and I just I so I think that because again, if I told you over the summer we'd be four and two right now, you'd have been giddy about it. Even Coach Ford would have been giddy about it. Nobody would have been sitting there saying, Well, that's just not good enough. I mean, it's that's that's just that's disappointing. Everybody would have signed up for a four and two start. It's the way it's looked. It's just simply put the way it's looked. But I mean, again, would you would you rather be would you rather be like you mentioned two and four or th- or three and three? And well, we've lost to some really good teams. You know, I mean, it's just you know. So. We all understand what the problem is. I think you just have to trust that Shane Beamer and company will make the necessary adjustments after the season, and we'll go from there. Again, I think it was a smart move that he brought Satterfield back. I've said that many times. I'll stand by that. Um, I stand by that because if you're going to make the change, it better be the right guy. Because if it's not, if the next OC comes in, right? If the next OC comes in and he doesn't work out either, if, if we're in this same spot next year with a new OC, then you're going to have people like Coach Ford that are going to be breathing down Shane Beamer's neck. Am I wrong? I think even Coach Ford himself could admit that. Then the blame will shift. I know that's probably not how his brain works, how Shane Beamer's thinking, but I think it was very, very smart to bring Marcus Satterfield back and say, you know what? 
Let's have some staff continuity. Let's give it a second year. Let's not rush this thing. My job's not on the line in year two. I don't have to make a change yet. I think it was a smart move to bring him back. Because again, if the next OC don't work, if the next one doesn't work, then the blame shifts. So I, I still stand by. I think it was a, it was a smart move to bring him back. I, I think it was a smart move. So, anyways, anyways, like, like guys, I, I I just say this again. I'm excited for the game tomorrow night. I'm pumped. I'm picking the W. I don't think it's going to be some offensive explosion, but. Why put misery before the losing? Let's lose first. Then we can be miserable, right? We lose to A&M. We can all be miserable and in our feelings next week. Let's let that happen first. Because, I mean, what's going to happen? We're going to beat A&M, and you're going to come right back here on this show on Monday and say, well, Texas A&M just isn't any good. They're beat up. They don't have their quarterback. It's still not a quality win. Bro, I'm going to be sitting here giddy as hell, smoking a stogie, living large next week. You and I are not the same. When it comes to an entity I have no control over, a win is a win is a win. I'm going to be happy whether we beat Charlotte and SC State or whether we beat Texas A&M or Kentucky. I'm going to be happy. I'm happy to win. Like, you're you're a Gamecock, okay? You're, you're, you cannot be picky about how you win and lose. I know I said that all summer long about how it looks, but, dude, if you win... South Carolina has barely won over 50% of its games. That, like, South Carolina's only 20. Brendan pointed out, we're only 23 games. We're only 23 games over 500. Right? The all-time record is 623, 644. So that means 600 times. 600, if you've been alive since the jump for counter football, 600 times you've been miserable. That means 623 wins. You've had 623 opportunities to be happy after a dub. Why would you also take the opportunity in the wins to be miserable as well? Why? Because then, then your entire existence is just being miserable. I'm not telling you don't be critical and don't... But, like, you're not an Alabama fan. You're a Gamecock. Bama fans can be miserable after wins even because they're not playing the same game as we are. They're not playing for the same thing. And you're more than welcome to go cheer for a team that is playing for that. But I I just, what do you gain out of your team goes 6-6 and or 7-5 and and you're miserable even after the victory? I just don't compute that. And I'm not even just talking to Coach Ford. I'm just saying in general. I'm critical. I'm going to continue to be critical. And by the way, Chuck McIntosh, thank you for the super chat, my guy. And I promise you I will wrap this up and be done with it because I, I feel like I've been talking about it way too much. Way too much. But you got to celebrate victories in life. This goes beyond football. In life, big and small. Don't take the victories for granted. You're, you're, you're going you know, to hit adversity, and it's going to be tough when you lose. That's inevitably going to come. Celebrate the wins, man. Celebrate the wins, big and small. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, I think we will get a win tomorrow night. I, I really do. 
I really do. Travis Allen says, let me ask you this, Chris. If Rat leaves this year, we don't have anyone playing time thus far to take his place as Doty. Uh, going to get some of these other quarterbacks playing time, even Doty. I just don't know, Travis, where that's going to happen. I, I, what game? Maybe Vanderbilt? But, I mean, if you didn't play, I'll put it to you this way. If you didn't play Braden Davis, if you didn't play Braden Davis or Tanner Bailey in the SC State and Charlotte games, then what games do you expect to see them in? My brother, Steven, what's up? Appreciate you, Steven. Thank you. Much love, brother. Coleman Hall, regardless, or did you say something before? Here you go. People apparently get dopamine from being upset and mad, myself included at times. Listen, it moves the needle, Coleman. I, I mean, I, I, I hate to say that, but I'm going to give you the realistic, like it does. It moves the needle. Like, again, I, I've said it before. I have a very unique vantage point on the Gamecocks fan base and the mood and just seeing, like, views and impressions and all that, you know, downloads, whatever. The numbers after a big win are high, right? Like, after Kentucky, the Kentucky pack, like, those numbers were high as hell. They, they were high. But it's wild to see how high the engagement is after a loss. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, look at look at media, Coleman. Everybody else, look at media. Just look at, like, the news. When you go watch the news, there's a bunch of positive things that happened. No. Negative news moves the needle. People, people love, and that, that's why I always say, that's why I always say, like, with my entity, like, I'm not going to go out and be negative, but people want to be challenged. People want the banter. They want the back and forth. They don't want sunshine pumping. They really don't. People don't want that. The debate and the banter is what makes it beautiful. That's why, like, I appreciate Coach Ford commenting. Hope he never stops. But it is crazy how that's the case. And sometimes it's kind of sad. It, it, it's it's kind of sad. It's It's sad. To a degree, it's sad. Coleman also says, let's see. He also says, regardless, Sat sucks. Needs to be fired. Can't you? I think everybody would agree. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good. How you doing, Chris? I am doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Hey, Chris. Uh, I saw TCB Alabama last Saturday, and man, I tell you what, man, your man, your man, this punch woman here. You saw that? I did. That was terrible. That was terrible. That's uh, that's bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, and Chris, you 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 cannot hit a woman. You can't do that. You know that. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you cannot hit a woman. You are correct. Yeah, that was. It was ugly. It was ugly to say the least. So. Yeah, and, and Chris, the thing about the, the thing about this, what's the field? I mean, that's dangerous. You know. Yeah, no, that, that's why they that's why they ban it. But that, there's no excuse for that, man. There, there's no excuse. You've got to you got to handle yourself better than that. That's just can't happen. 
know, it, it, it can't happen again, you know. It, it just can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Chris, uh, about about soccer at Texas, man. Chris, we we got we we gotta stop being tested at some point, man. Because look, I try to lose these guys, man. Because it, it, it's like you said, man. It's it's it, we gotta break this too. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's it, it's hard when you got a losing streak like that against anybody. You know, eight game losing streak. It's it's and you're trying to build a program. Uh, you know, if you're carrying around a nine-game losing streak to somebody, I don't care who it's to. It's it's just it's tough. So, uh, streaks are made to be broken, and it's at some point got to happen. But again, the bottom line: you're not playing the streak tomorrow night. You're playing the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies. So, um, I don't know how much it really factors into it, but uh, the, the streak, if you will. But yeah, it's got to end at some point, man. And this is your this is your greatest opportunity, I think, since the series started in 2014. So. Yep, I agree, Chris. And Chris, and it's stock out there say again has not been close. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Never beat them, man. It's it's been a long eight eight games. It's been a long nine years. Yeah, and Chris, we have not had that trophy. We have not had that trophy value. Yet. You know that that trophy win. That, that Bonham trophy. Yet, you know, we have trophy. not. We have not hoisted that Bonham trophy yet. We have not. That is correct. Yo, we got to get out here, so you know. Mm, yeah, we got to get it at some point, man. Got to have it at some point. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Chris, probably go, man. I, I got, I got to do some ASU predictions about Chris, probably go. Hey, Chris, um, what your thoughts about ASU Ole Miss, man? Who you got? LSU Ole Miss. Uh, I think I'm going with LSU. Yeah, I go with LSU too because I feel like LSU got whole field bears, right? Because, hey, this. Ole Miss is undefeated, but I think the streak stops them all, you know. You, so, you think Carolina's beating A&M? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Ole Miss, they're undefeated. Mm, okay. You think you think LSU gets the dub? I got you. Yeah, get, get it done because uh, I think Ole Miss uh, undefeated streak is coming to the end, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I see the I, I see the Vegas. Let me let me make sure I'm correct here on the Vegas spread. Justin, I appreciate the call, my guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. Appreciate the call. Uh, let me check on this Vegas spread real quick. What is the spread in that game? Uh, let's see. LSU. Yeah, I mean, dude, LSU is a two and a half point favorite in the ball game. Like that to me. Ole Miss seems like the no-duh pick. I don't know, man. I think Vegas knows. I think Vegas knows. Justin, I appreciate the call, my guy. But I think Vegas knows. I really, really do. Coleman Hall says, Last year was so much more fun, in my opinion, because there was no expectation, and we had no quarterback, and the talent was limited, with all due respect to all parties involved. Yeah, I mean, Coleman, again, it's... it's <laughs> I can equate... This season, like golf, right? Like, golf is a fun game. It's a very fun game. But our expectations ruin it. And I think anytime you set unfair expectations onto something, you ruin it. You just flat out ruin it. So, I guess that's where I'm confused with some people, is that it's like, Obviously, there's a lot left to be desired when it comes to the offense. The offense has not done what we hoped it would, but, like, South Carolina is 4-2. and two. How far off are the Gamecocks from your preseason expectations? 
And if they are far off, do you blame more so the Gamecocks or your unfair preseason expectations? Because, guys, I had South Carolina losing this game in the preseason and still winning eight games. You could lose this game and still very much so get to seven and five, which I guess you could deem that as a bad year, but if you did, you had unfair expectations. So a lot of these folks that are miserable right now, I don't think I really even blame Carolina football. I blame the folks with the unfair expectations. That doesn't mean don't clamor for more. That doesn't mean don't demand more. That doesn't mean a change at OC needs to be made most likely. But like in this moment, how far off are we from where we hoped we would be? Anyways, guys, we're going to jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here on The Daily Crow, taking your questions, comments, calls. Guys, again, I want to say thank you all so much for the continued love and support this week. Been another heck of a week. Uh, excited, obviously, to get back down to Columbia, South Carolina, get down to Seawells and Get back inside Williams Bryce Stadium for kickoff, man. Going to be one hell of a time. Again, thank you all so much from the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merchandise side of the business. You know, I I, I want to say, I know we have heated discussion, heated banter, all that good stuff. Um, and I love it. I love it. And I, I truly, like I, I say this to, I know I come down on some of you, Coach Ford and some others, right? We have heated discussion. I feel like Coach Ford loves it, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, I, I do want to say how grateful I am for it all. And, and I don't take for granted that, you know, you guys wake up on a daily basis and could do anything you want. You could tune into any entity. There's 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 endless amounts of content and commentary and, and uh, you know, things that consume your, your time or what have you could grab your attention. And you guys choose to tune in to the Daily Crow, the podcast, follow us on social media, show love, show support. Uh, that, that is something that, again, I, I just, I don't take for granted and, and I'm, and I'm truly grateful for it. And it's, and it's, uh, it's just wild to think about, you know what I mean? Because you, you to, to, to think, to think we're at a point where we're able to captivate an audience the way that we do. And again, you guys, uh, being there every single day, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a blessing. And so again, I, I really do appreciate it. Um, really do appreciate it guys. Let's see. Um, let me go back to the questions. I want to make sure I get into your questions. Cole Mahal, if we had Perry Orth and a bunch of two-star skill players, I'd understand the scheme, but we don't. Is, Scat, is Sat scared to call vertical plays? It seems like that that's how we've moved the ball the best so far. Coleman, I, I, I don't know. Listen, I, I don't disagree with you. I think anybody who wants more from the offense, I, I think you're – I think you're spot on. I think that's a fair analysis. You know, I, 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 I think because I, what's so interesting is like coaches have to give coach speak, but fans just want to understand. That's truly it. Fans just want to understand. So Coleman, what you're basically saying is like last year, you understood the struggles much, much more, right? You understood the struggles. You 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 looked at this ball team and you said, you know, we just don't have the personnel. It made sense. 
fans just want it to make sense. And so you look this year and you just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And of course, though, Coach, you know, Shane Beamer's not going to come out and say, well, guys, listen, we just don't have good enough players. Our players just aren't good enough. They're not executing enough. Although, if you listen closely to what Beamer said, he has said that before. But um, they're not going to say that, right? So we're, so we're, we're left sitting here scratching our heads thinking like, well, what is it? We don't understand. What is it? Can't wrap my brain around what it is. So I understand it. I, I, I do. I do. I get it. I get it. I get it. But on that same token, and I know that all of you would agree, I don't give a damn if we win 7-3 to three tomorrow night. A dub's a dub's a dub. You know, I'm all for, hey, you want to call for the OC's job? That's fine. That's fine with me. Let's do it, though, after a victory. How about that? <laughs> like, let's, let's do it. Let's figure that all out after a win. How about that? Here, let's jump to the phone line. Call from Bree. Bree, what's going on? How are you? I'm all right. I just was going to touch on what you were just saying because, you know, everybody said I'm the, the sat defender or whatever. But once again, what you just said is 100% still right. As much as I defended the guy – I'm still wanting more out of that offense. So by the end of the year, we're not looking good. That's when I definitely got those questions, right? You know, I've heard you heard me say that. I mean, 100% wrong. Nobody, nobody. I'm not mad at anybody. I've never been mad at anybody for saying our offense isn't looking good. I just, you know, from my my perspective, I'm always, hey, let's make sure we point fingers, you know, at the exact things that may be wrong versus just a general blanket that this one person's the issue. But, hey, man, at the end of the year, you know, and, and Marcus Lattimore said it. You know, he was kind of defending his dad. He was like, I guy's got really good play calling. But at the end, if the offense still ain't clicking, and he's not fixing it still comes back to him no matter what. Yeah, I mean, listen, and I think, you know, you, from what I can see, I see everybody in here is a Beamer, a fan of Shane Beamer, Beamer ball to the moon. You have to trust Beamer's decision-making. You just have to, you know what I mean? So, um, and I would say this, though. I think I think blame should be shared to all parties. I don't think Spencer Rattler's played as good as he can play. I think certain personnel groups haven't always played their best, and I also think some blame has to be shared to Marcus Satterfield. So, um, you know, you, you, can't, you can't fire the players, though, right? But you can fire the OC. So, at the end of the, se- <laughs> so at the, end of the season, you know, they're not, you know fa- fans, fans are not going to be calling – for Spencer Rattler's job. They're going to be calling for Marcus Satterfield. You can like that or dislike that, but Marcus Satterfield is the one on salary to get the offense going. So, Isn't that just unfair, though? Now, now, the, now the players can just up and leave whenever they want to, but we can't just get rid of them when we want to. That's a little... That's a little uh, well, I mean, coaches, unfair. to be fair, coaches, <laughs> coaches can up and leave. Uh, coaches can up and leave uh, as well. But, I mean, I... I I guess I hear what you're saying, Bree, but I, I, you'll never see a world where, in in college sports, you're you're grateful for, you know, you, you do your best to recruit these guys to, to come to your school. I mean, you you're can still bench on the them. roster, though, Jacob. You can you're you still can on the roster. yeah you can you can bench you're them. You can bench spots them. And scholarships. So, I mean, you can cut guys. You can technically cut guys. You, you can. But I, I well, you're you're not going to be able to build a program in, in which you're, yeah, you're constantly like you know, managing your roster that way. So, 
No, and that was all I really had to say today. You were kind of touching on that subject, and it was like, you know, it was kind of a good point for me to touch on that subject too. You know, I mean, nobody, nobody, as much as I've had these arguments or whatnot back and forth about particular things, nobody's wrong for saying something's wrong with the offense. Undoubtedly, stuff's been wrong, 100. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we're, 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 I've seen developing. An improvement, game after game, and, I, and that's that's been my one thing because you know when I break them down, it's like oh you break down the, that, that. I mean, when you're looking for the nitties and the gritties, you know that's where that coach talk comes in. And so unless you're looking at the nitty and gritty, none of that coach talk matters to people. And that that I think that's where the difference of my opinion comes in sometimes. Is like you know I'll listen to what like like say man. You know, I messaged you. Like I talked about this before. I messaged you after the UCA game. I'm like, there's, there's nothing good to get out of this. And then I listened to Beamer at the end of the game. You know, at his press conference, he's like, man, we really ran the ball well today. And I'm like, dude, this guy is delusional. You know, like, what is he talking about? The O-line played well and and, uh, and the ball was ran well and all this different stuff. I go back and watch and I'm like, well, he's right. We, we had opportunities and we had this. It was there. I see it if you go back and really look. But... <laughs> You know, when you're hearing that and you're just going, dude, we just got blown out. What are you talking about? We did right. well. <laughs> right. You know, that, that, that's that difference, you know, for sure. Right. But, yeah, man, uh, man, y'all enjoy the weekend. I'm going to be in this mess all day tomorrow. You know, I, I get nervous now for these games. After I started doing all this calling and making predictions you know, and, and, and giving my feedback, now I'm like, oh, my, my name's on the line as well. So I'm like, oh, win for me now. <laughs> <laughs> or we're messed up if I'm saying they're going to mess up. Look, man, I, I still got games on the call later this year, and it ain't going to be. I, I still don't see Tennessee. I still don't see Clemson. So you know, it's just I don't see it. But yeah, yeah. For, now, for now, these games, I, I see, uh, I see, I see four wins coming up, Chris. I still see, I see the eight and four season. I predicted, you know, preseason. It wasn't exactly how I saw it coming. <clears throat> kind of like what you said too. It's not happening in the way I thought it was coming. But I still see that 8-4. Right. Bree, I appreciate it. Going to be a fun weekend. Hey, here's the 8-4. and four. Yep. Later, dude. Bree, appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Great stuff. We had one caller missed. Um, we had one caller missed. I apologize, guys. We've hit 2 o'clock. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for, again, the continued love, the support. Uh I guess I'll read the comment. Final comment from Coach Ford. Seven and five is where I picked us. But that sucks when you have three pasties and Vandy built in. I picked us low because that is what I expected. I will be gobsmacked if Beamer, Tanner, and Board of Trustees make a change, much less a quality change. Coach Ford, again, I I would just say this. We're on pace to hit the seven and five record that you predicted. And I think seven and five in year two, again, if you had realistic expectations, I think you're, you're pretty content right now with what's going on. So, hey, we'll see you tomorrow night. Hey, we're having a much different conversation, I think, on Monday if the Gamecocks are able to get the W, right? I got the win. We'll take one final call. I know this guy tried to call in. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up? Hey, buddy. So, got a uh, got a small predicament. My uh, my wife is actually a Clemson fan, mm-hmm. 
and uh, has convinced me somehow to go with her to the Syracuse game this weekend. But, dude, I don't know what a Gamecock wears to Tatertown. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how brave you are if you want to rock the Gamecock stuff. I mean, I, you know, you could do it. You could be that guy. I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm kind of thinking I'm going to be that guy, you know, but you know, if I come back black and blue, you know, I'll send you some pictures, though. <laughs> Either that or if you want to be more conservative, you can just rock like a white T-shirt or a white polo or something, you know. There you go. Yeah, that's fair. All righty. Well, yeah, I just thought I'd call in, get your, uh, get your input there. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, overall, I think prediction for this weekend, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 28-24 Carolina, though. I love that. I love that. Great way to send us out, my friend. I love that prediction. Give them hell tomorrow. All right, buddy. What? All right, we'll do. Hey, man, appreciate the call. Thank you so much. That's a great way to go out. 28 to 24. His prediction. 22 to 20. My prediction. I think the Gamecocks get the W. Going to be a hell of a time, guys. Be sure to check us out at the TSUS tailgate at Seawells, spot 78. You look at the building just to the left in the paved lot. TSUS and Big Cock Club flags will be flying high. Folks, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Texas A&M, and we'll talk to you all on Monday.